0: The Dugout CEO Podcast is on the air. I'm Phil Van Horn, baseball lifer and fan of the Dugout CEO. Each week, Casey Cavell goes around the horn with baseball superstars, Hall of Fame coaches, and business leaders who've used baseball experience to win the game of life. Now batting, Casey Cavell. Out Nation, excited about today's show. Today, you are going to listen in with Justin Rothenshofer. The guy is a complete all-star. He's worked with NHL players, MLB players, currently consults with five MLB teams, working with MLB MVPs and all-stars, helping them live a lifestyle by design. He is the founder of Own It, a company that specializes and provides three-month programs that include everything you need to level up your health and wellness And mindset, so you can start living your best life. Justin, welcome to the Dugout CEO. Oh,
1: it's great to be here, Casey. I appreciate you taking the time.
0: Yeah, I've been following your journey for a while now. I heard you originally on a podcast of a friend of mine and heard your story both personally and professionally. And it's so good to have you here to to join us and share some of your knowledge with
1: our listeners. I appreciate it. Hopefully, there's something that I say or something as a part of my testimony that people can latch onto and provide hope and, and a a sense of learning for themselves.
0: Great. So I know you're a hockey guy, right? NHL stuff, right? MLB stuff as well. So let's first talk about hockey. Tell me about
1: your hockey journey before we get into the baseball stuff. So I was born in Canada and like anything, hockey is kind of like a rite of passage. If you don't play hockey, it's like, we got to ship them away. (laughs) And so that was really what, what kind of blossomed into this new love for health. And it kind of started at 12 years old where my dad said to me, son, talent will get you noticed, but consistency will get you paid. And for some reason, as he said all of that, it really clicked for me as to, okay, how do I become the most consistent version of myself? What does consistency really mean? And I latched onto these controllables of, okay, how do I show up from a work ethic standpoint, how do I show up? From a habit, behavior, and lifestyle standpoint, and it really led into health. How did I sleep? How did I eat? How did I train? How did I prepare? How did I recover? And when all of my friends were reading comic books and playing video games, I was reading medical journals and diving into wearable devices, and all of these types of things just kind of continued on through throughout my career, bringing me down to the states on a hockey scholarship, still pushing forward my educational career, getting bachelor's degrees in exercise science and nutrition. From there, I got my master's degree in exercise physiology with a concentration in sports performance, and then did my postgraduate research in heart rate variability, sleep and recovery science, which parlayed me into opportunity to then go and be the performance director at Miami of Ohio, working with their men's hockey program. From there, diving into some consulting work with the Washington Capitals and Columbus Blue Jackets, only to finish with the Anaheim Ducks. And then in 2020, kind of transitioned into this world of entrepreneurship. And it's just been an, an absolute blessing.
0: So let's talk hockey for a second. Your favorite duck of all time, not Anaheim duck, but the Mighty Ducks.
1: One of my favorite movies. Oh, I like, mean, You remember that movie? I mean, did you have a favorite player? Are you kidding me? You've got to love Goldberg. Like the, he's just, <laughs> that's, that's my guy. And he was my guy, too, and
0: probably my favorite player. My second favorite player was Banks. So when we were looking to name our son, I was like, we got to name him Goldberg. But Goldberg-Cavell just didn't really ring, and my wife ended up picking Banks as the second pick. So that's a great
1: first name, by the way.
0: We think it's solid. BTC, his middle name's Thomas. BTC, Bitcoin, I'm a little crypto guy, so it's kind of weird and funny at the same time. But my, my wife loves it, and that's what matters.
1: I love it. I love it. Yeah. It was Carter Banks. And so you used his last name. I like that. It's got a cool yep. ring to it. Yeah. So let's talk
0: about hockey and then we'll get into baseball, but first let's talk about soccer. You weren't a soccer guy by
1: any chance, were you? Oh gosh, no, no. Don't okay. ask me to kick a soccer ball.
0: So, so this won't offend you. It might offend some people. One of my first people, school
1: friends, however, was on the U S national or pardon me on the Canadian national soccer team. So if that bodes anything.
0: All right. Well, I'm not for reaching back to old girlfriends and reconnecting, but this might be interesting. So I saw this the other day. How to fix soccer. The field is really huge. Shrink it. Too many players on the field. Limit it to three forwards, two defenders, and a goalie. Starting to sound familiar. Players, oh, so get, like hockey. players should get to come in and out whenever they want. Don't stop the game. Shrink the goal. Ice everywhere. Just there you go. I mean, it might as well be hockey.
1: There it yeah. is, right?
0: Like seems so much better. So, all right, we've covered hockey. We've co- covered what? Soccer now. Now let's get into baseball. So you played a little bit of baseball as well. I know you do a lot of consulting and for major league baseball teams. I saw you were working with the Philadelphia Phillies the other day. Talk to me a little bit about your baseball background.
1: Yeah. I mean, growing up, it was hockey in the winter and baseball in the summer. And that was, that, that was pretty much the two sports that I really leaned into and that I loved. And I had to make a decision really at 17, 16, 17 as to where I wanted to really put all of my time and attention and hockey really took over and always hung around and loved loved the sport of baseball, loved the the concept and when I got to college I just made really great friends on the baseball team and I said I, I still remember it was my freshman year and we went Deep into the NCAA tournament, ended up losing in in the regional, and when I was done, all of a sudden, for the first time in five years, I was done hockey in April, because end of March, early April, because in junior, up until then, we would we went to the national championship, we played in, usually played deep into the spring, and it was May, late May for sure, before we were ever done, and so I'm like, man, I've got a month and a half, two months of like downtime. And I'm not ready to start training for next year because all of a sudden that would be like five, six months of training. It's like, gosh, I don't know if I can, I'm ready for that. And it was springtime and I went back to campus and one of my roommates who was on the baseball team, I was like, Hey, do you just want to go like throw the ball one afternoon? And he's like, what are you going to like grab a goalie glove and like catch and play with it? I was like, no, like, I've got a baseball glove and he's like, oh, did you play? And we started to talk and we started to, we went out, we tossed the ball around and he's like, man, you got a bit of an arm. I was like, yeah, like I know what I'm doing. And he's like, you should just try to walk on. And I was like, no, (laughs) like no chance. And he's like, yeah, we need bullpen catchers and all this stuff. Like you could come and do that. I was like, okay, maybe I'll try it out. And so walked on, became a bullpen catcher. And in my, in my senior year, never played a minute, but in my senior year, they pinched hit me and got a single and everyone erupted, just exploded. So that's my, that's my baseball story. And it, and I love it. It was just awesome to be around the guys. And I walked on and caught bullpens and hung out out there during games. And it was, it's, it's just awesome to be a part of a team like that.
0: And that's everybody I talked to former athletes, whether college or professional, do they miss playing baseball? Yes, but they really miss the dugout. They miss the team. They miss working together. And that's where I think it's so cool. Businesses that are ran by or have former athletes are able to, you know, create that team type of environment, which I think is really cool. Thanks for sharing that story. So now I saw you the other day, you're in the Philadelphia Phillies locker room talking to the big league team. Tell me about that. Like, how'd you come up with that opportunity? What message is it that you're delivering to those players?
1: Yeah, I think it's, I I always say the biggest thing in business has always been relationships. And as I have continued to go into the entrepreneurial space, I think what often people think is that it's all about service and all about just trying to sell them something But it still comes back to relationships. How can you establish these relationships and not just doing something, but doing something that you're just God given and leaning into what your gifting is and your calling is and to be able to spread a message that is so when you speak about it, it's passionate. And when it's passionate, it evokes emotion in somebody else. And when you can touch emotion, that's when you get that's when you create buy in. That's when you get people to lean in. And so for me, that started with building a relationship with Morgan Gregory, who's their director of player performance with the Philadelphia Phillies and we had a relationship for about two and a half years. And he, he started to really get interested in what we were doing and the unique way that we work and the very personalized way that we work. And as we leaned into that, he was like, can we set something up and have the guys start doing a lot of these DNA cellular testing? epigenetic testing, understand where we can start to go to enhance their recoveries. And I was like, yeah, absolutely. And then he started to talk about HRV and sleep and recoveries in a deeper way. And so he, he's actually brought me in and to do all of the consulting when it comes to sleep and recovery for the team as well. And so when I came in in the fall, in, or I guess in the spring for spring training, we dove deep over the course of spring training over three days with both the major league team and the AAA team and then all of the prospects as to how do you create high quality sleep routines? How do you create high quality recover recovery frameworks for you that's extremely personalized? And I think the cool part about this was obviously in spring training, you're, these guys are being exposed to numerous amounts of things. And every department is giving them talks. Every coach is in front of them, getting to meet them, getting to know them, bringing camaraderie back together. You're preparing yourself for ultimately, hopefully the 40 man roster and competing for a job. And the last thing you want to do is sit and listen to some guy you don't know, talk about something that you already do and just kind of be put to sleep in in a clubhouse. And so I think the most rewarding thing coming out of that was having Bryce Harper come up to me after and go, man, I don't know what you said, really. But I need more of this. And you, the way you spoke, it just spoke to me. It was incredible. We've had a lot of people speak to us, but nobody talks like that. And I think that was just really rewarding. And knowing that the passion that I bring, the conviction that I bring, and the the intentionality in which I show up to serve was really met by one of the premier players in the league and continue to hear that message reiterated by pretty much the entire team and the coaching staff. And I can't say enough for the quality of the staff in in Philadelphia, how they A, are structured and B, how high quality every single member of that staff is, invested they are. Everyone from the manager to the hitting coaches, to the fielding coaches, to the GM, like everybody sat in those in those talks and had, had me come up and I spent time with the manager for probably about an hour talking about how he can structure things better for the guys. Had players come up to me. I watched batting practice and I was having continual conversations throughout the day. And I'll go back every two months and continue to work with them, continue to help navigate things, I'll be consulting with them throughout the year in different areas and problems that people are come across through a season, just like anything happens when we're going on a Western swing? What, how do we adjust sleep schedules to make sure that we're recovered the best? How do we deal with an afternoon game versus a night game? How do we deal with double headers? How do we recover so that we can show up as the best version of ourselves? What does it look like for a position player versus a pitching staff that's rotating every five days uh, versus playing every day? So all of these things started to come into play. And what I ultimately ended up telling them was you guys have a design of how you step into the batter's box. You have a plan every time you step into the batter's box, but yet how many of you have a design of how you show up in your life to prepare for that moment when you step into the batter's box. And I think that really hit them in a different way. And we're helping them create a life by design rather than just operate by default. And if we're operating by default, the only thing that's guaranteed is a life of mediocrity, a life of good enough, and a life of average And nobody who's playing at the professional level, nobody who is playing at the professional level of life, be it a business owner, a leader, is okay with mediocre. It's huge.
0: Now, it feels like I need the advice on the sleep side. I haven't slept (laughs) in, I think, two years. We got two kids under two. You know, my schedule's all out of whack. I went on a business trip last weekend and got the first good night's sleep, and gosh, it feels like months. What, What is it about sleep that people... They don't get, or they don't understand. What's that one thing you think the listeners here would want to or need to know to get a better night's rest?
1: Man, I mean, there's not just one thing. I think that's the thing that people are looking for. They're looking for the silver bullet. And when you're looking for the silver bullet, you're never going to find it. The thing about sleep is it's literally a superhero drug where it takes you from feeling however you're feeling to unstoppable. And at the same time, it's also the thing that we as human beings devalue the most and deprioritize the most. Oh, I don't need the extra hour of sleep. I'm going to take this time to send the extra hour of emails. Oh, no, I don't need that sleep. I'm going to stay up and I'm going to watch the game until one, two o'clock in the morning. Oh, that's okay. I don't need the hour of sleep. I'm going to binge Netflix and be on my phone and wonder why we wake up exhausted every day. And so. I think one, understanding the value and putting a high value proposition on sleep is a game changer for people. And then number two is is a simple framework that I talk to people about often. And the reason that we come back to this is everything that has to do with sleep has to do with what we call circadian rhythm or the cortisol melatonin cycle. There's two hormones in our body that are like oil and water. If cortisol is high, melatonin has to be low. If melatonin is high, cortisol has to be low. And there's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. They they continually cycle throughout. And so if we were to look at this and think about it, there's a simple 3-2-1 framework that I think everybody should at least try to implement in some way, shape, or form. So number one is choose a Sleep time and awake time that's in approximately 30 minutes of each other in terms of consistency. So if you're going to go to bed, go to bed between 10 and 10.30. You're going to wake up between 6 and 6.30. Be consistent with that 90% of the time. Like stick to it. Take ownership of that. Be disciplined in that. Once you're able to facilitate what that looks like, take a look at three hours before bed. No more major meals. So if you're going to bed at 10.30, no more major meals after 7.30 or you going to bed at 10, no more meals after seven? Why? There's 400 times more melatonin produced in our gut than produced by the pineal gland in our brain. And so, if we're eating, it's immediately going to send the blood from our brain to our gut. So, the blood can no longer create the glymphatic washing of our brain, which eliminates toxins, which eliminates a lot of, establishes a deep st- state of slow wave and REM sleep, which allows us to create memories, allows us to recover, allows us to truly get into those deeper stages of sleep that will help the entire body. Plus, we're having blood rush to our system to start digestion, which is going to increase melato- or increase cortisol, decrease melatonin, and again, keep us out of those deep stages of sleep. So even though we're sleeping for seven hours, we're not getting the quality of that sleep. So three hours before bed, no more major meals. Two hours before bed, no more work meaning no more hard decisions, no more major decisions, no more emailing, no more scheduling things out, no more trying to organize your day the next day. And the same, con- case, the same concept appreciates the year your body doesn't know the difference, mental, physical, spiritual, or emotional stress. So as soon as you start engaging in these types of things, it's going to increase cortisol, naturally decreasing melatonin. And people wonder why, yeah, I go to bed just in that. I just can't get my mind to stop. My mind just continues to roll and roll and roll. Well, You stopped sending emails 20 minutes ago and you were sending text messages one minute before you went to bed. You wonder why you can't settle yourself now and you wonder why you can't stay calm. You wonder why you can't relax. That's why. And so two hours before bed, let's create a dissociation and a separation between daytime work and settling now into a recovery state. And then one hour before bed, we want to eliminate all blue light, that's phones, phones, computers, televisions, iPads, tablets, anything that's eliminate or eliminate limit illuminating blue light, reason is for every exposure to blue light 30 minutes after sunset, it delays melatonin release by about an hour. So again, we're going to get into a deeper stage of sleep later in our sleep cycles, thus limiting the quality of that sleep throughout the night and thus again, even having seven or eight hours of sleep at night, we'll still wake up fatigued because we haven't gotten into restorative states that, that are necessary. So a simple three, two, one rule, three hours before bed, no major meals, two hours before bed, stop working, shutting it down, creating that dissociation and one hour before bed, eliminating blue light. And you're going to notice just a massive difference in the quality of your sleep when you focus on preparing for quite frankly, one of the most important things that we do throughout the day.
0: I got the three, two, one rule. I'm going to put that in the show notes, but I am probably a little bit like Bryce Harper. It's probably the only thing we have in common where I am like, I don't know exactly what you said, but I think I really, really, really like it. So what do I do with this information? Maybe that's where we talk a little bit more about Own It Coaching. Like, great, this sounds fantastic. I get it, but it feels like it's hard to do. Talk to me more about how do you actually implement something like this? And then how do you help people actually do it?
1: Yeah, so I think There's a couple of things when it comes to this. So if you're not willing, if if you don't like where you are currently, if you don't like how you feel, if you don't like how you look, if you don't like how you think, you're going to have to choose different. You're going to have to choose differently. You're going to have to make a different choice. You're going to have to execute a different behavior. You're going to have to implement a different habit. And every time I hear from somebody, oh, that sounds hard or, oh, that sounds difficult. I always ask the question, well, how easy is life right now? And they're like, (laughs) yeah, I, I, not super easy. I I, I don't like the way I feel. And so anytime you're going to create some type of change, you're going to have to implement some level of effort that's a little bit different. You're going to have to execute on something that's a little bit outside of the norm. And what we call that is a sense of ownership. And the definition of ownership is taking responsibility and marrying it with accountability. So many people want one or the other but aren't willing to commit to both. What I also say is that people all want the transformation. They all want to arrive at the end destination, but nobody wants to take the trip. And so in being able to create a change, all it takes is a level of intentionality. And I I love to keep people out of what I call the good enough cycle. They're going to have a pain point. Let's talk about sleep. You haven't been sleeping well. Let's take you, Casey. You've got a couple kids. They've been keeping you up all night. But you've also probably been making certain choices of, oh, I'm going to stay up later. Oh, I'm going to eat later. I'm going to have maybe some snacks leading up to bedtime. The the opportunity I do have to sleep. I'm not going to sleep. I'm going to choose something else. And by making these decisions, by making these choices, you find yourself at a pain point. You're like I just I I have got brain fog, I can't make decisions quickly, I've got headaches, I'm not I'm not on my game as best as I should. And it you might have a moment where all of a sudden maybe you get on a big podcast and because you haven't had a great night's sleep, it's been chronic over the course of time, you're asked questions and you don't perform as good as you should have. You don't feel like that really went well. I didn't nail that. And my sleep is the culprit. That's that pain point that's going to cause you to want to start to make change. But as soon as we make some changes, even one, and we start to see a little bit better sleep, we get to this point of good enough where we no longer have that pain point. And people all of a sudden go, oh, this is good. And I can go back to the old behaviors. And that's what, especially when it comes to sleep, that's where pain or sleeping pills come in or melatonin or some of these supplements that they'll mask the real issue. So they'll never get to excellent. They'll never get to realize a state of greatness in any habit because they pause at good enough. And all they do is they toggle back and forth between pain and good enough pain and good enough pain and good enough pain and good enough and get tossed around like a wave in the ocean and they stay confused. They stay frustrated and they say nothing ever works for me. And so what I say to that person who feels that way is you have a choice as to whether you want to create change or whether you just want to pretend to create change and at the end of the day it's a choice to live a life by design it's a choice to live a life of excellence it's a choice to live life like a pro and if we can do that there is a process that will fit your lifestyle will fit your what you are seeking and will fit where you're wanting to go but we have to have a deep level of intentionality about that and that's what our company and what we as a team have as our mission, and as our gold star that we're seeking is to create the level of accountability and personalization for anyone coming through so we can empower them on their journey to step into greatness on fire rather than doing so in a confused and tentative way. So I am the problem, not my kids,
0: to why I'm (laughs) not sleeping probably good at night. I was with John Taffer this weekend. You ever watch the show Bar Rescue? No. This guy, you gotta watch it, it's phenomenal. This guy basically just goes into these bars that are underperforming and nothing's working. They're not making enough money. Their customers aren't happy. Their employees, it's just a total disaster. He's just kind of like a business turnaround expert. And Is he it kind of like,
1: who does, who does the restaurant overhaul? Like he comes in and does the- Same
0: exact thing. I forget the guy's name. Marcus Limonis does it in normal business. Marcus Limonis, yes. Yep. Well, this Taffer yep. guy goes in and he goes, I've been and done 200 different shows. And not one time- Has the owner said, I'm the problem? Cause he always goes in there. He goes, What's the problem? What's the issue? This and that and this and that. And not one time they said, hey, it's me. And I think this is convicting to me. It's, yeah, I am the problem, which means I am the solution. And somebody that has a system like yours can actually help me get out of it. Cause that's what I'm wondering, Justin. It seems hard. Like it seems difficult. What do you offer people to help them, I guess, make this? hard things,
1: simple. So there's a couple things I'm going to touch on before I dive into that. So number one is I agree with you hundred percent. Leadership is always the problem and leadership is always the solution. And when we can understand that and we can come back to that fact, it's actually very comforting knowing that you don't have an emergency. You just have a moment of learning. That's all. And it's a way of self-development. And if we can understand that and come back to that, it's such a freeing a freeing moment there's a meme actually out there it's like it's Scooby Doo and whoever his owner is and shaggy shaggy i think is his name and he's sitting and looking at this ghost right this person who's covered in a sheet and it's got a little word bubble that comes out of his mouth and it goes finally i get to figure out the source of all my problem and as he rips the rips the the, the mask off or the 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 sheet off it's literally himself looking back at him and he goes, that can't be right. <laughs> and and so it's, it's, it's exactly what you're saying is we are the problem, but we're also the solution. And it's just so encouraging to know that that exists and that's there for you. But I think what we do in this culture that we've built and that we live in is that because we've made it so complex, we've made it so frou-frou, we haven't really gotten to the deep root cause of like, spiritually what are you connected to what are you rooted in and when we haven't truly identified what you got rooted in you get tossed around like a wave and you truly can't dive into something that's meaningful purposeful and actionable for you to really have a desire to take any action and when you don't when you know where you want to go but you don't know where you are today you don't know whether to go left you don't know whether to go right and so you just start guessing on certain things and you wind up in a further tornado. It's like being in a corn maze. If you don't have an idea of where you are, you know you wanna to get to the other side of the corn maze, you know you wanna get over there, but if you don't actually have an understanding do you go left or right at this fork in the road, you can either get further lost or you can get further towards your closer towards your destination, but it requires knowing where you are today. And so for us, what we do is we really look at you as a person and an N equals one. So it's an N equals Casey. It's an N equals Justin. It's an N equals Stacy. It's it's whatever is that uniqueness that lives inside of you. And so that comes from DNA, epigenetics, cellular testing. It comes into lifestyle analysis. What are you truly wanting? What are you, what are you trying to accomplish? Where are you wanting to go? Do you travel often? Do you not travel often? Are you a business owner? Do you have kids? Or do you not have kids? Are you a male? Are you a female? Do you live... In Northern Canada, where there's not a lot of sun, do you live in Miami where there's sun all the time? Do you live in a place that has seasons? Do you not have a place that has seasons? You live in an apartment complex, you have a home, like all of these things matter when creating a plan of what you're trying to do and where you're trying to go. And once we have a plan, we can create a routine and that routine is important, but I don't want to stay in routine. Routine is hard. Routine is something that takes thought, time and attention and energy to pour into Our goal is to get you from routine to rhythm as fast as possible. And so that it becomes a rhythm, something you just are executing on. And then it becomes an instinct, just like brushing your teeth. It doesn't matter if you're in Miami, Italy, or LA, you're always going to wake up in the morning and brush your teeth. You're always going to brush your teeth before you go to bed. Why? Because that's become an instinctual habit. And that's what we want to get from you as well. There's a study that talks about the people that stay in routine are the people that fail the most often. Why is because routine is hard. Routine is constantly having to be thought about. It takes mental energy to get there. And for every day past 35 days that you haven't gone from routine to rhythm, it hasn't become rhythmic for you. You decrease likelihood of creating a habit by 45%. And so we want to make sure that we get you from plan to routine through routine into rhythm as fast as possible. And we do that by creating those N equals one plans and high, high, high levels of accountability and relationship building with your coaching team around something that's been really built for you. This is great. So
0: you do have a guide out there, I believe a book, you actually have, you know, a program that you take people through, where do people go to learn more and maybe potentially get started if they think, Hey, I can do this on my
1: own, or you know what, I need somebody to help me. Yeah, I mean if you go to ownitcoaching.com, you can find everything there. Uh, what I will offer up to everybody is if you go to if, like just in understanding, if you go to healthabundancescore.com, it's it's actually a really great place and a great resource that that we've built where you can actually figure out where your health is and what the chances of health deterioration because of your lifestyle is actually most at at risk. And once you go through this, then we can actually take you on a, a little, I think, six week journey of being able to take ownership of your health. And it's all free. It's all free to go through. It's all free to get exposed to. And the amount of learning and empowerment that it comes back to is really great. So healthabundancescore.com to go through that and then just ownitcoaching.com to figure out more.
0: Justin, this is fantastic. Anything else you would like to leave our listeners with?
1: No, I think at the end of the day, when you can truly create a life by design, that's what freedom looks like. I think people talk about freedom in terms of something that they're seeking. They try to figure it out by doing little life hacks. They do it through biohacking. They do it through anything in that regard. You have to realize you're settling for a cheap substitute at a premium price. And when you come back to a true sense of ownership, that's where freedom lies. And ownership is freedom. Life by design is freedom. And it starts with choosing different. And that, that choice is available to you today.
0: Justin, so encouraging, so inspiring. Thank you so much for being
1: a guest on The Dugout CEO. Thank you so much for having me, Casey.
0: Dugout Nation, I got to admit, after recording this, it was a Friday night. My wife and I already had plans to go to the Braves game and indulge in some hot dogs and ice cream. So I was a bit convicted, but Justin confirmed it off air that, hey, these things that he's talking about, they're good habits and principles and rhythms, but it's okay to cheat from time to time. So to say the least, I had a little bit of ice cream and ate a couple hot dogs, but I'm going to get back into the rhythm on Monday. So some serious wisdom here with Justin. Someone that advises MLB MVPs. This is the type of person I want to, and I hope you want to listen to. So here are my big three takeaways. Number one live a life by design, have a plan. It's time to finally take back control of your well-being. How do you become consistent? How do you show up consistently? Most baseball players, at least ones at the highest level, executives, CEOs, you know, the Phillies that he works with, they have a life by design. They typically have a plan of how they're stepping into the batter's box or business owners, how they step into a boardroom, but you have to have a plan on how you're preparing to step into the boardroom. Have a plan on how you're planning to step in to the batter's box. Because if you don't prepare for the game, you will not win the game. Number two, if you don't like where you are today, you don't like how you feel, how you look, you have to choose differently. Execute a different behavior. Implement a different habit. That's hard. But if life is hard right now and you don't like it, you have to change what you're doing today if you want to get something more. And anytime you need to create new change, You need to execute on something outside of the norm. You have to take responsibility and then marriage that with accountability. Number three, sleep is your superpower. The three, two, one framework to get a good night's sleep. First, choose a sleep time and a wake time that's typically between 30 minutes of each other and stick to it. Stay disciplined to it. Three, two, one. Three hours before bed, no major meals. Two. Two hours before bed, no more work, email, strategic thinking, and organizing your next day. And one hour before bed, eliminate all blue light. Thank you for joining us once more for another episode of The Dugout CEO. We want to get you the tips you need to become an MVP of what you do. Sign up for our Friday Focus newsletter and you'll receive a valuable tip each Friday morning to help you build the business and life you want. You can sign up by going to caseycavel.com or click the link in the show notes. And make sure to hit the subscribe button so you get notification on our next episode. And one way you can help us book more great guests like this is to please leave us a rating and honest review in the Apple or Spotify podcasting app.